Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. Men who have wives that are very powerful, meaning the wives are bringing home the bacon and they are the breadwinners, they are three times more likely to cheat on her. What is going to be a key factor in finding a man who will not be a cheater? Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Groom, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each week, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship issue or concern in real time, usually, meaning it's going on right now. Or I have a guest who is maybe promoting something that they are doing or they are of interest in terms of their personal life, love, relationships, all manner of dating and marriage relationships, love, the world of all of that. Or I talk about a topic that I think is really interesting or relevant related to relationships, love, marriage, sex, etc. And today is one of those days because I happened to come across a special edition of Time magazine called The Science of Marriage, all about attraction, what keeps love strong, and making the union last. And the entire edition is just that. Quite frankly, um, it is free of a lot of advertisements. I can't even see any in here, as a matter of fact. However, I don't know that, I, I doubt, I should say, that it's even on the stands now because it seems like it was displayed only until May of 2019. However, the research on it I think is good and also things between men and women, although our society has changed a lot, the male brain and the female brain generally stay the same and will be staying the same for many, many, many years to come because we evolve as a species very, very slowly. It would be like, uh, what was it, the, I forget if it was a panda or something like that, not having an opposing thumb or having an opposing thumb. 
developing an opposing thumb. I really need to get that straight. If anybody wants to write to me and tell me what that is. I just haven't looked it up, and I should. But, you know, that kind of evolution of real change in terms of our ways of relating as men and women do not change very much at all. So one of the articles in this special edition is called Once a Cheat, Always a Cheat. And it actually has a question mark after it. So it's actually Once a Cheat, Always a Cheat by Jacqueline Andriakos. Hope I'm saying that right. So I was really struck with it because it was a simple, straightforward article about the myths, the six myths of infidelity. And I love that because they they really need to be debunked in a way. And this article uh, quotes a number of books and experts about it, and that's why I really like it. So I thought I would delve into that today because so many of us deal with infidelity, whether we have struggled ourselves with thoughts of it or actually actions on it that we have then looked back on and thought, oh my gosh, how could I have done such a thing? It's against my value system, what have you. That happens. Or if you've been cheated on and wonder what happened, how it happened, how you could survive it, if you did survive it, or if your relationship survived it, or you might be going through it right now. And it really is an awful feeling uh, to have been cheated on. And so I wanted to delve into some of these myths, again, because this article presented itself to me and I really like it. So I'll get right into it because we often think that there are cheaters in the world and then people who just will not. And the research is showing that things are much more fluid than that. And that's a kind of black and white thinking that isn't necessarily the truth. And so that's why it's so important. So it starts off the article with one of the... Um, the very first things is that researchers are learning that there is no profile of a cheater, just as there is no blueprint for infidelity. So without any blueprint and no profile, where does that leave us? So one of the books that they talk about here is by Esther Perel. I like her a lot, a psychologist and relationship counselor and author of The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity. And her quote here is, what we do know is every affair will redefine a marriage for worse or for better. And I actually think it's an opportunity for a couple to redefine themselves and their marriage and move on to a stronger union. It certainly can be the case. So they start with myth one, that infidelity is a sign of an unhappy marriage. This one was curious to me because I think that most people do think, well, if there is infidelity, then both 
or certainly on the part of the partner that cheated, there is unhappiness. And so this myth was really interesting to read. And it starts out by saying, men are simply more opportunistic than women. This is by Barry Kuehl, an assistant professor of psychology at the University of Scranton, and he is a researcher in this area. He says that if the opportunity to cheat presents itself, males are more likely to engage even if they are perfectly content with their partner. In fact, according to the study in the journal Sex Roles, 56% of men said they were happy in their marriages despite having extramarital affairs. So that was really curious. And I think it certainly plays out in our society. There's an old saying, men are only as faithful as their opportunities. And this, I think, goes along with, you know, my puppy principle. But certainly there is a key factor in this. Because I don't want everybody to be thinking, oh my gosh, there's no hope <laughs> to get a faithful man. Not true. Not true. Here is the key factor that I took away from this article that I wanted most to share with you. So, it goes on to say, people tend to stray because they feel discontented with themselves, not with their partner. This is from psychotherapist and marriage counselor, Rachel Sussman. I really like that she put it in those terms because that is so easy to see. She goes on to say, you might have a strong marriage, but maybe your husband or wife grapples with low self-esteem, is having qualms about getting older, or something of the sort. But it's frequently an internal psychological trouble taking place that has nothing to do directly with the relationship. So in short, it is the person themselves, the individual in the relationship, grappling with something about themselves, not their partner. And I believe that to be the case in, I think, most cases of infidelity. Now, of course, it's, it's always, you know, on a scale and also that things happen in a relationship whereby someone is not getting their needs met, but quite frankly, that still can go back to them and what is happening with them. So for example, if they're not getting their needs met, are they capable of intimacy enough to go to their partner and have discussions about it? That's a tough one, especially for men. And even for women who express their needs, is it really getting through to the partner? Well, because men really don't relate via verbalization, generally not so much. So I'm going to go back to that key factor after I get into the next myth, and actually throughout this discussion. Myth number two, cheating is all about sex. Well, we actually have heard, I think, a lot about this in modern day, that there's emotional cheating, 
there is cheating that is just satisfying sexual needs that aren't being met. But generally, again, we go back to that key factor. It's not all about sex. Because if we look at it, what is sex? When two people have something going on that is either an emotional affair and or a sexual affair, they are getting themselves filled. <laughs> that was a really poor way of saying it, but I think you know what I mean. That if one person or the other is grappling with low self-esteem, and certainly that runs the gamut of all factors leading to what is low self-esteem. But the next myth, I think, really hits the nail on the head as to why cheating is about the partner doing the cheating and typically not about the relationship or their partner. For example, um, this woman, Sussman, she says that a lot of people think that men with money and power are the most apt to be cheating. And she even recalls like a friend of hers who uh, said um, that one of their mutual friends had a husband who was very powerful and moneyed and she talked about the wife of that man being lucky that he hadn't cheated. But that's how many people think. If the man has money and power, he cheats. If the woman has uh, beauty and free time and what have you, she'll cheat. And so not true according to research and statistics. Interestingly, a recent study published in the American Sociological Review found that men with breadwinner wives cheat three times as much as women who are economically dependent on their husbands. Think about that. Three times as much. So a mom who is home or wife who is home does not get cheated on as much as a man who has a breadwinning wife. Wow. That's a real wow. And again, for me, it goes back to the key factor. What does it mean when a man has a breadwinning wife? To him, it means... I'm not as powerful. I'm not the two main P's of men, a provider and a protector. My wife is doing that job. Ergo, it what? Makes him feel less than. Maybe less than a man even. Certainly less than he feels she might deserve. And that is what prompts the infidelity. So when he's out um, bringing home the bacon, brings it home to her for her to fry it up, these are all <laughs> metaphors, he feels more like a man and doesn't need to get that fulfillment 
ego-wise, from another. It's simply male in terms of their desires. So, again, key factor to be looked at. What is the self-esteem and true self-worth of the man that you're going to be with? Because, uh, let's say, a minimum of 9 out of 10 of you listening are women. And so you want to know what is going to be a key factor in finding a man who will not be a cheater. Well, again, there is no such thing, research-wise, that they're saying leads to a man being a cheater or once a cheater, always a cheater. The majority of men, they say here, and women who are unfaithful are not chronic philanderers or narcissists. That's Esther Perel saying that. They are your average people who have been faithful for years. She's a, a psychologist counselor. They come to me with this conflict between their values and their behavior, and they don't know how they got there. So goes into myth number four. If cheating happened once, it'll happen again. So it says the serial cheater exists for sure, but it's a niche category of adulterers, according to Holtzman, psychiatrist Scott Holtzman, author of The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. He said, when people say once a cheater, always a cheater, they're talking about very specific types of infidelity that's far less common where someone is actively seeking an extramarital affair. So what he's saying is that's very rare. And I, I truly think he's right about that. I don't think for the most part a man or a woman sets out to have an affair. And that's where the slippery slope of myth number two, that cheating is all about sex, comes into it. Because quite often what they're saying in this article is that people slip into infidelity by doing things that lack boundaries. For example, social media truly plays into this now because men and women will get on their computers and get on social media and connect with former loves or even someone who's not a former love and start having an emotional connection that could lead to an affair. That's a slippery slope. And that many people don't even realize they're getting into it. And that's the next myth that we're going to talk about. People know when they are playing with fire. That's myth number five. They actually don't, research is showing. So, so back to the myth number four before we get into five, which is that once a cheater, always a cheater. If it happened once, it'll happen again. A recent study published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior surveyed more than 700 men and women in long-term relationships. And among those who cheated on former partners, 70% said they had not cheated on their current significant other. That's a lot. That's saying that it's, it is a myth. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Now, if a pattern is developing in a relationship and you see it more than once, because really 
that's all you can, I believe, give a man in a marriage who has cheated. Because again, I believe we're talking about marriage here. Because you see, until a man marries, he's not bonded. And if you don't know my belief on that, that's in my book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. And I got all of this from licensed counselor Bob Grant. That, heretofore, I did not understand how a man bonded. I just thought men bonded the same way women did, through time and sex. We spend enough time with the guy, we have sex with him, we bond, and that's it. We bond really via love. We commit out of love alone. Spend time, have sex, we're committed, we're bonded. Signed, sealed, done. Not at all the case with men. So until he's bonded via marriage, he does not look at infidelity in the same way. Unfortunately, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying any of this is good. But we have to go with what is, not what would be best. Right? So, myth number five. People know when they're playing with fire. Harvard Anthropological Research suggests that marriage in and of itself dampens men's craving for sexual exploration. Men experience a dip in testosterone after tying the knot, a possible evolutionary mechanism to reduce their drive to mate. Okay, that's a play. And then they're bonded by making a decision and taking on the responsibility they see commitment as being. And that is not only the responsibility for a wife, but to her in a way that men do not feel responsible to someone they're seeing or a girlfriend because they have not decided to take on the commitment. So I truly believe in myth number five as well as the last, number six. An affair always destroys a marriage. Not the case. That up to 80% of couples stay together after an affair. I think that that is great to know. Because quite frankly, if a man cheats, Many times he is doing it, again, out of a deeper need. We go back to the key factor that he's not feeling as good as he needs to feel about himself in the relationship. And that gives the wife an opportunity to discover, what is that about? What have I done to allow that to occur? Now, again, not at all blaming the wife for the man's infidelity. Again, wrong, not putting any um, value on that at all. What I'm saying is that because women are the mechanics of relationships and can help guide and steer their man with whom they're married in the right way to understand himself
as well as others in the world because that's what she does naturally and is better at, just like he is better at generally real mechanics and knowing how a car runs. She needs to be the leader in that way to be, as you guys know if you've listened to me, sexy mother. And sexy mother techniques and strategies allow him to be the best man he can be and feel really good about himself. The biggest takeaway from this article when I was thinking about it is that the man must feel very good about himself in order not to stray. That if we take the mere fact that men are more opportunistic in terms of cheating, that if they see an opportunity and it's there, it presents itself, the better he feels about himself, the less likely he will be to act on that opportunity. And what will make him feel great about himself is the relationship he has to his wife. Does she think and make him feel that he is a great guy, that he is a great provider? Again, what about that second uh, myth that we talked about, sorry, third, that it's not the most powerful men that stray. It is, well, they do as well, of course, but it is that men who have wives that are very powerful, meaning the wives are bringing home the bacon and they are the breadwinners, they are three times more likely to cheat on her. And we could say, oh, you know, why is that? Uh, she's spending more time at work. She's taking her focus away from him. Yes, but I truly believe there are deeper, more, if you will, psychological reasons that with that kind of flip in our society, and she is the breadwinner and he is not, that does not make him feel to his deepest core like the man he wants to be for the woman he's with. So, ergo, I believe that's why women who are the breadwinners get cheated on three times more than women whose husbands are the breadwinners. It just behooves us to continually nurture our relationships with our husbands, be it nurturing them to feel the best about themselves that they can because that, I believe, is the key factor in keeping a marriage intact vis-a-vis no infidelity on his part. And then we do our part and we don't cheat and we can, at the end of the day, and at the end of our journeys here on earth, we can feel really good about holding to the values that are so dear in making relationships work over the long run. So I welcome people 
coming to me and talking about this issue. It's endlessly fascinating. Humans are endlessly fascinating for sure. If you've read my book, you know my sports supposition on this, which is men don't leave their team. And chapter nine in my book is all about that. So if you haven't read it, I hope you will. It's, it's a fun analogy about what will allow a man to cheat but not want to leave his wife, love his wife, all of that stuff. And here we get to the deepest core of it as to what will help that, and that is to feel good about himself. And in my programs, I help women to understand this fact of the deep, deep need for men to feel like the provider, protector, the man who's leading the way, the decision maker, all of those things. It's so important. But in our modern society, we also need to have our needs met and we want to feel equally partnered. So it's a fine balancing act. And what helps that balancing act is the main phrase that I tell everyone all the time, every woman that is, to make sure for any man in your life, you are making him wonder. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a man decides to make you the one is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.